And we are back with another episode of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister and co-pilot, Mary. How you doing? Hello! The bear is here, and this week we're back to covering The Office, making our way through Season 6, and uh, we're going to be doing Episode 5, Niagara Part 2, and Episode 6, Mafia! <laughs> so, before we get into this week, uh, where we'll be wrapping up, finally, the Jim and Pam wedding saga... Uh, Mayor Bear, why don't you just fill them in quickly about what we did last week? Sure. Last week we uh, watched or we reviewed an episode for the promotion, which was uh, just a shit show. Vomit. I don't um, want to talk about. It. Jim's a co-manager with Michael. The end. Yeah, they battle for supremacy, and then they both fuck it up, and they drink gin out of the world's best bosses mugs together. That's it. Yeah, and apparently nobody gets a a cost of living raise. (laughs) Um, And then we start Niagara, part one. Mm. Niagara is uh, Jim and Pam getting married, and we follow them through their rehearsal dinner, like checking in at the hotel, rehearsal dinner, up to the night of the wedding. Jim slips up and says... He uh, tells everybody that Pam's pregnant, uh, and then... Andy rips his scrotum on his car keys, trying to do a split. And that's where we end. Yeah, that's right. The night before the wedding. Yes. So we'll pick up this week. And there is no cold open. It's just basically a recap of the last four minutes of last week's episode. No, it's... There's uh, nothing there's, new here. They actually there, replayed no. the first well, four minutes. Well, that's I mean. There's a replay, like a recap, and then... A replay. They played the last three minutes or four minutes of the last episode. Yeah, it's all just old material. Yeah, and it's I was kind of weird. I don't know if that. it's a Netflix thing because I know that we've no, talked. No, I don't think it is. Because the previous episode was like 24 minutes. Yeah. I don't know if they added like the first three minutes onto that one. I don't know. I don't know. But th- it, there's nothing new for the first four minutes of this Yeah. One. Um, basically, so basically the show opens with Randy, Randy, Andy sitting on a chair in Pam's hotel room, icing his testicles. Icing his balls. Balls. And Pam is on the phone with Jim, but he can't help because he's drunk with Mike and Dwight. And I love how she's like, you're with Michael and Dwight. Ew! (laughs) Michael's always saying, he's like, Pam, tell her to come here. Tell her to come down. It'll be like Coyote Ugly. (laughs) Oh, God, Coyote Ugly. Not just the movie. I actually was at a bar in Texas, the Coyote Ugly bar. Not exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> uh, actually, pretty horrifying. <laughs> the, the things I saw and the men... There's no Tyra Banks down there, Oh, my man. God. It was absolutely hilarious, to put it mildly. <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot before we started this. Do you know what this episode is? No. Episode 50 of our really? po- of the Brother and Sister Rewatch podcast. I should have mentioned that in the beginning. Holy shit, guys. We've made half this? 100. Wow. I read an article somewhere. Yeah, that's what 50 is. I read an article somewhere that the average podcast lasts 25 episodes, I think. Really? Yeah, we've doubled that. Holy shit. And we're not, we're not letting up. We're, we're going balls deep. Oh, yeah. In this. We've got, <laughs> we are going to power through this, yes. guys. No, yeah. Like Thank you for, for being oil. here for the ride. Yeah, and to any new listeners, you know. What buck, up? Buckle up, because we're digging for oil here. <laughs> um, so Pam basically hangs up with Jim. She's like, whatever, I'll take him to the hospital. And we see Jim, Mike, and Dwight, and Isabel, the bridesmaid, are all at a table. And Mike goes, it's midnight, you're married, like it's a birthday. <laughs> and Jim's like, I don't think that's how that works. That's not how it works. So Pam is driving Andy to the hospital, and he asks, he asks her to be careful. Wait, but, uh, sorry. So I do have to interrupt, because I, I listened to you, but I didn't register what oh, you were okay, saying. Oh, okay, no problem. So like when Pam calls Jim, she's like, Andy's here, icing his balls. <laughs> and then Jim is like... He's just like, I don't know what to tell you, Pam. And she's like, all right. Like, I don't know. I guess I'll drive him. And he's like, okay, I'll talk to you later. And and she goes, are you pushing me off the phone? And just the way the gym does this. And he's like, no, no, let's talk for a long time. (laughs) He's douchey. I could see our brother doing that to his fiance. (laughs) So hard. I've got all night, babe. Yeah, no, babe. Let's let's continue to talk. Let's do this. Such a prick. But it was hilarious. (laughs) No, no, let's talk for a long time. That's when his brother's influence seeps in. Right, and she's just like, fuck you. Hangs up on him. Sorry, go ahead. So Pam's driving Andy to the hospital. And he asks her to be careful hitting bumps and potholes because it's putting pressure on his torn scrotes. <laughs> and um, he says, she's like, why are you blaming me for your testicles? Yeah. And he's like, no, but you're supposed to make sure I have fun before yeah, your I'm stupid doing wedding. Your job. And that's when she just swerves to spite him. He's like, oh, my God. That was amazing. Uh, so we see Michael. Uh, he's going to Dwight's, ho- uh, Dwight's room. But there's like a sock tied. Is that what it is? A sock tied to the yes, door? Yes, a tube sock. But yeah. did we miss where they like were impersonating Pam? Oh, I skipped over that. Where Michael's like, 
Ah, you gotta do this while I spawn bombs. But then Dwight's like, oh, true. <laughs> and his voice went down like seven octaves. Yeah, Michael's like, you sound like Kermit the Frog. Stop. <laughs> so uh, I giggled at it. I wanted to bring it up. I appreciate that. Mike walks away from the door, though. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we wake up, and it's like a Looney Tunes when it's morning. There's butterflies fluttering by the window. Blue sky, birds chirping, green grass. And Andy is on the floor next to Pam's bed. And he says to the camera, I spent the night before the wedding with the bride. <laughs> and that's when Pam says, did I dream or were you crying all last night, Andy? <laughs> and, she, you know, just to put him down, as if the torn scrotum isn't yeah, enough. Yeah, I don't blame her. So Michael is changing in the ice room, the vending yes. machine room, like where the ice machine is. A guy walks in and Michael's like pantsless. He always, like, people walking in and Mike's dick out. But I love how he's like, take a picture, it'll last longer. <laughs> like, he, like the guy's not supposed to be there. <laughs> So uh, Kevin is barefoot and walks to the front desk to pick up dress shoes oh my God. that he left out to be cleaned and polished for the wedding. Uh, that's when the, the girl at the desk gets the manager who tells him that they've been destroyed, incinerated actually, <laughs> because the smell was too much and it became a safety issue. <laughs> so Kevin's like, that's my only pair of shoes. I but, love that we impersonate Kevin's voice. Oh now. yeah, it's so easy though. He's like a Muppet monster. It's my only pair of shoes, though. Yeah, and the girl's just like, "We can offer you a complimentary breakfast," yeah. and he's just like, "Okay, that's all right." <laughs> it makes it better. So Isabel is leaving Dwight's room, and they like make out hard. Yeah, they and, do. And she's like, "Oh, I'll see you later." She's like into him. Yeah. And Dwight's just again, like again, like the Amazonians. And Dwight's just like another notch in the bedpost. Ugh. So Michael and But I love how she was like, do you want breakfast? And he's like, no, nah, I had a bunch of sunflower seeds after you fell asleep. Like, what? Like, like a baseball player, just <laughs> spitting them out. So Michael enters the room right behind after she leaves, and he's like grossed out because there's just shit everywhere. Oh my it's god, it's Total pigsty. So they go to breakfast, and Dwight is eating like a famished son of a bitch. Just like a I'm kid. I'm ravenous after a night of lovemaking. <laughs> what a way to put it. He's like the kid in Dick Tracy, just eating everything. Yep. And um, Mike pretends that he hooked up with a girl, too, from Europe, I think he says, right? Yeah, European girlfriend. And Dwight pretty much says he's not into Isabel because, quote, she's a dental hygienist from Carbondale. She's a bumpkin. Pass. And she makes love love like one, too. And And I'm sorry. She's from Carbondale, and she's a bumpkin, yet he runs, like, an Amish beet farm. (laughs) A Pennsylvania Dutch beet farm. The funny thing is, if you know anything about Carbondale, she's quite above Carbondale Station. Yes. (laughs) To put it mildly. Yes. Um, So everyone, we see everyone arriving at the wedding now, at the church. Phyllis has a hat on with plumage. Yes. Not unlike Randy Macho Man Savage at his (laughs) wedding. Like, it's this, like, cowboy hat with a big fucking feather sticking out of it. And it's in Stanley's face. Who's behind her. Yes. And he says, like, something to her. If you hit me with that feather one more time. Yeah, and she's like, oh, well, last time I saw your wife, she loved it. Yeah. And they zoom in on Cynthia, the mistress. Yeah, and Phyllis, like, looks back at her, and she just, like, rolls her eyes. Boss bitch Phyllis right there. Uh, Kevin walks in with tissue boxes on his feet, because he has no pairs of shoes. Which, I'm sorry, but, like, the wedding was, what, at one? He could have bought a pair of shoes. He yeah. absolutely could have gone somewhere. Yeah. Or in ask somebody to stop and get a sh- get shoes. Yeah. So uh, he walks in with tissue boxes and the toupee on top of his head. <laughs> Aaron asks, Andy's sitting with Aaron, and she asks him if he's okay. And Meredith leans in and says, crotch injuries are the worst. <laughs> I mean, I right? she got her vagina removed, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a hysterectomy. And she uh, also broke her pelvic bone when Michael right. hit her. She knows all about that. Yeah. So broke her pelvis. Aaron Sorry. like offers up like a scarf or napkin. Or I something. think it's a sweater. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, maybe you could sit on this because the wood will be so it'll be easier than the wood on your injured penis." <laughs> Which that sentence just made me quiver. Yep. Um so and he's like, "Scrotum." Scrotum. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's my actually ball. will. So Michael made a portrait of Jim and Pam as a gift. <laughs> Like a, a sixth grade art project, oh, essentially. There's a sunset. Yeah. They're in their office wear. And then he said, as, um, I made a nude copy as well, but that's just for me. Yeah, I have another one of them in the nude. Very weird. Yeah. So Pam is getting ready, and her mom tries to, like, talk her out of it in a way. Her mom, and, like, even the sister's like, Mom, you're projecting. Yeah, like, get the hell out of here. Because the dad kicked her to the curb. And Did you see Christy and her extensions looks like they came out of a straw broom (laughs) she's shitting all over (laughs) so isabel says she's going to talk to dwight and she goes and pam like does a double take she goes wait what and she goes to get it and she tears her veil on on the corner and it just rips 
Um, so we see Jim outside. He gets a call from Pam. Did you notice what Jim was doing? Playing soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you notice what Jim didn't do when Idris Elba was there? <laughs> he hated soccer. Yep. But he's out there just kicking a ball around. Yep. And he gets a call from Pam to come see her. So in the church, Isabella find, Isabel finds Dwight and he blows her off. He goes to shake her hands and says, what do you want? <laughs> totally. Did you notice what he said to the woman he was talking up? That's so interesting. No, that was an intelligent comment. <laughs> so demeaning. Oh He's God. such an asshole. But like Isabel gets her feelings hurt and she's yeah. like, oh, I thought he liked me. I yeah. liked him. And she goes and she just like leaves. So we see Jim meet Pam in the dressing room. What 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 is that? I don't know. It, like it's almost like a like a classroom for the church. Yeah, like, like in the basement or something yeah. like that. So she, Jim meets her and she she shows him her torn well, veil. Well, he's like awestruck because he's like, you "You're look beautiful. So beautiful. You're striking like a Viking." And she talks about how she can't wear her dream wedding dress or heels because of the pregnancy. So Jim cuts but the his, one thing that she could control was her veil, and she tore it. And Jim cuts his tie in mm-hmm. half and says, we're even now. And she just says, like, everyone is driving me crazy. Why did we invite all of these people? They're all insane. You know, some, she takes a mental picture. They should have just went to Youngstown when they had the chance. Yeah. All things considered. Right? Yeah. Am I right? No, you're right. And in their situation, you are right. <laughs> so, they are surrounded by psychopaths. <laughs> and that's when Jim, like, gets this look on his face. And the next thing we see, we see them running away from the church mm-hmm. while Meredith smokes, smokes a stogie. <laughs> Get me one of your stogies. He looks forward to her afternoon cigar every day. <laughs> yeah. She's not quitting for nobody. She's puffing in front of the church. So, everyone in the church now is gossiping about Pam running away. Yo, Phyllis is a hardcore oh, bitch. She's like nose deep in it. And Michael asks her mom for a snack because he said, You're a mom, I thought you might have a snack. <laughs> so she gives him like a power bar or something. And Mike chats with her. He says he was hoping to meet someone this weekend. And the love of his life is dating somewhere else. Then he mentions something about freezing his sperm. Yeah. He mentions that. And the mom is just like, what the fuck are you? Yep. So that's when Jim's brothers come up and ask him for a whoopee cushion. <laughs> because their sister is in the can. So when she gets back, it'll be hilarious. And of course, Michael has one on hand. Yep. So we see Dwight asking... To- Toby is laying in a pew in the church. With his hands like, crossed across Like his Nosferatu, chest. like a fucking vampire. Like he, well, it's like he's at his own funeral. Yeah, like he's in the fucking casket. Yeah. And Dwight comes up to him to lodge a formal complaint against Jim for making them wait. <laughs> so then we get Toby talking head where he's like... Well, he's I- smiling. Yeah, I guess the wedding's not going to happen. I it's wonder nice. if... This is it for them. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's like, it's my turn now. And that's when they rush in right behind him. Yep. Like, all excited and happy and shit. Mm-hmm. So, Wait, Did you skip when Kevin was, like, trying to decide if he had enough time to go to the bathroom? Th- you know, I, I did. Oh, go my ahead, God. Talk about it. So while they're all waiting, Kevin's like, ah, oh, he's, like, literally jumping, like, shaking. And Oscar's like, what is wrong with you? And he's like... I'm trying to decide if I have enough time to go to the bathroom. And he goes, how long does it take for you to pee? And he goes, the peeing is fast, Oscar. It's getting my tie back on. And Oscar's <laughs> face is just so questioning. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? So awesome. So what now, is, the, like, what would be the point of removing your tie? Because he's pushing so hard, I guess. Like, <laughs> he doesn't want to re- be restricted. The restriction? He's going to get red in the face. Oh, my God. So, I was going to say, well, then it, like, the tie too long or he can't control where it goes. Then it becomes like a David Carradine thing with the choking. Yeah. That's... Damn. R.I.P. <laughs> what a way to go. So, the wedding begins. And Jim and his brothers are up at the altar. Wait, you did skip over another comment from what? Angela. Where she, like, Aaron's like, do you think the wedding's still going to happen? And oh. she's like... You know those two. Don't worry, you'll get your chance at gym. They treat the office like they're a 70s key party. <laughs> which, Angela slept with the same amount of people that yeah. Pam did in the yeah. office. Yeah. And the same amount that Jim did in the office. The only thing was, neither of them cheated on their significant <laughs> other with somebody else in the office. No, although Jim tried to get Pam to. Oh, he tried to, but she didn't. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. We are at their wedding, Kevin. Yes. Be respectful. <laughs> so, Jim and his brothers are up at the... Alter and the Pam, his brothers. I, I they're feel so like great. They need to be in more episodes. I wish they were they're so good. And Pam and her sister and Isabella are in the back with her dad waiting. You know to dun 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 dun. dun. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when Jim's brothers give the sign to Dwight, and Dwight runs up to the pulpit and plugs in an uh, iPod, and they start playing what song? Is it Chris Brown, you said? Yeah. I have no clue. Never heard the song before. Waited my whole life, my whole life forever, babe. Something. Okay. You, me, and the dance floor, maybe? I don't know. Never heard the song until this episode, Yeah. and I didn't know that there was a YouTube video that this whole thing was based on. Yes, that we just watched. Yes, we watched. We watched before this episode, so I knew what I was getting into. So... All of a sudden, like Pam's sister turns toward her and goes, "I know you hate this song," and she's like, "Yeah, it you was put on- it on your do not playlist." Yeah, and Pam's like, "Whatever, just go for it." So everybody starts dancing. It's a dance thing. They're going down the aisle, and then all of a sudden, like all the cast members start yeah. dancing down the aisle one by one and doing special dances that include um, <laughs> Andy with a walker. Yep. Um, Mike with Pam's mom. Mm-hmm. Angela just walks. Yep. Um, she's wearing black also to the wedding. It should be <laughs> known. Uh, Dwight kicks Isabel in the face trying to do like a judo move. Oh my god. Oscar does like the Madonna Vogue thing. Yeah. That Kevin also tries to emulate. Yes, and Kevin falls into like the candles and shit. <laughs> but as this is going on and we're seeing these people just dance. Yeah. Which, like I said, Michael comes up to Pam and goes, this was on YouTube. So, whatever. Um, Which, I mean, we have to say, like, this is the first time I've ever seen the YouTube video yeah. myself. So, it's more eye-opening that they literally copied they the whole thing. They lifted the thing. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the difference is, and it's because it's The Office and it's a TV show, it wasn't just the wedding party dancing. Yeah. It Like, everybody in the whole fucking church just starts dancing down yeah. the aisle. Which whatever. I can only imagine, like, I don't think that they, like, copied it to copy it. I think it was, like... Oh, this was popular. They were trying and to grasp. This is the weird thing: is like this show was a top show on television, and like it just seems kind of weird and almost beneath them to reach out to like a viral video and try and recreate it for their well, show. I don't know. Like, granted, I don't know the timeline of this. I was watching YouTube. No, no, bits. but I mean, like, I don't know the timeline of when that video came out versus when this episode came out. I suppose. Well, yeah. So, like, this this video could have been, like, two years old at the time. And so, Well, that makes it and, even worse. Well, no, but that, I mean, what I mean is, like, Michael thinks, like, oh, this is still cool. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not we'll even talking about do Michael doing that. I'm talking about the fact that the show did it. Yeah. That's, it seems weak sauce to me. Hmm. I think it was and a it's way kinda, to get it's everybody It's pretty lame. Knows. And I'll give my full thoughts on after this because yeah. as there's just the people dancing to this crappy chris brown song and fuck chris brown right <laughs> for what he did he beats women <laughs> allegedly wait is it alleged i don't think so i think we should say she allegedly to cover our ass yeah allegedly he beats women <laughs> like oj simpson allegedly did something you know um but, <laughs> he allegedly only plays golf now but no he does <laughs> carol baskin killed her fucking husband though according to him oh yeah oj is like a fucking sleuth now yeah <laughs> he's a true crime detective yep. i fucking love it but um as this is all going on the clips are interspersed with clips of jim and pam yes going to niagara falls wearing ponchos getting on a boat they're going out on the water and i guess the captain of the boat marries them out there yep. they exchange rings they, ki- they have their first kiss and everything and it's kind of romantic it's nice it's definitely a nice cut to what i feel is a shitty scene in the church so you think Base, like the Jim and Pam stuff is nice, yes, and it's definitely an antidote to what I think is a really shitty scene in the church. Okay, basically. see now for me, like seeing Pam and Jim like walking to the boat on the boat, like during their ceremony getting That's married. Nice. Yeah, I think it's the best acting of Jim, or of John and Jenna in this entire series so far, because for they have me. The look. For me, it looks like you're watching a real couple who's like head over heels, like so in love with each other and so happy to getting to be getting married to each other. Like this scene, <clears throat> seeing them do all of that, it like it honestly makes me tear up every time I watch it. No I, matter what, I didn't get time. struck that hard, but maybe it's because I did the wedding. I don't know, <laughs> but it, it just it gets me right in the feels. I think every if it, time. I think if it was done in a way that it was presented. Oh, this is another thing we're going to talk about at the end. is the presentation of them. I think it was if it was presented by its on its own, mm-hmm. it would have much more of a punch. And instead, it's balanced with like this buffoonery. Well, I think that it, was... it kind of takes away from how a lot of people are invested in Jim and Pam and want to see and like they do feel for it. It's almost like it's a seesaw where you have like this real emotion on one side and then utter jackassery on the other side see, the and it kind of steals away from what should be jim and pam's moment see, the way mean? the way i saw it was 
Jim and Pam would never have liked... They were never going to enjoy those people dancing up and down the aisle like that, ever in their life. Should have gone to Youngstown. Right. <laughs> but the fact is, they are already married. They already had their moment. Okay, like, I'm, I'm not talking but, about no, them at let, the wedding. I'm talking... No, I know. I'm talking about the production. Speak. Let okay. me speak. But what I'm saying is it adds to the production because they already had their moment. They got married the way they wanted to because they were like, why do we invite all these people? They went away, did their own thing. They got to their goal. And now they're just at the wedding and they're like, you know what? It is what it is. And that's fine. That's fine for the characters. I'm talking about the viewer experience where you, you lose an emotion. I think it. you lose an emotional punch because you have this shitty Chris Brown song playing while Andy's with a walker with a torn scrotum and Dwight kicks a woman in the face. Kevin falls into candles. We're like, the show has set you up before for like actual powerful moments. Like we talk about the money episode or like. The, the casino episode where Jim kisses Pam. Like, you do have these, like, moments that stand alone as, like, powerful emotional moments. And this could have been, like, the biggest one on the show. And it has to share screen time with that. I think Something it, that steals away from it. But, I like, you have to remember, though, those idiots are in their everyday life. Like... I feel like... So, it, okay. But no, here's the thing. Okay. They're dealing... Like, the thing that I watched during the whole dance thing was every single time they showed Jim and Pam, they only saw each other. They were yeah. reacting to what was happening, but they were only they looking, were just looking at, at, each, at each, other. each other. Yeah, And I feel like it's kind of like their day-to-day. Like, you see how strong they are because they're like, you know what? At least we have each other, and that's all that matters. I just think a better way of doing it would let all of this happen and you see that, hold on, hold on, you see them not being shaken. Like, they're still doing, like, they're mm-hmm. looking, he's at the altar. There's all this madness around them, but they're just looking at each other and happy yeah. with each other. Because they know what happened. And then after all of this insanity is over and that, you just show, like, a quick montage of them getting on the boat, them together. What would the them montage looking at the be falls. To? It doesn't have to be the music, it's just quiet. Because I think mm-hmm. this is, I think quiet is actually something that serves the two of them getting married well. Where it's just the two of them, you hear the waterfall. You see them saying, I do. It doesn't need music. It doesn't need Michael. It doesn't need anything. Because it's just, the moment stands alone. It yeah. doesn't need to be enhanced in any way with anything. I can see where you're coming from with that. But at the same time, I wasn't overtly bothered by the dancing. Did not like. Anyway, okay. So they get married. We don't even see anything from, we just see them dancing. And then the next thing is, I do. Dan, Dan. Yeah. And everybody goes fanfare and everybody's happy. So Jim does a talking head where he said he got the tickets. Oh, look, can we talk about Creed grabbing his chop? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, he did like an MJ. Shamon! Shamon! So Jim does a talking head where he says he got the tickets for the boat the day he saw the YouTube video (laughs) because he knew they'd need backup. Yep. And plan B was the church, and plan A was to marry her a long time ago. I could have done without that last line. I could have done without the A, B, and C because, like, we already know. (laughs) That's just like... Love Jim even more, ladies, because he's the perfect guy. Like I love Jim. So um, he just uh, we see them. Then it's just a picture of them or a short clip of them on the boat looking mm-hmm. at the falls. Her head resting on his shoulder, and he looks back at the camera, and he's like, he's just happy and content. And I know exactly. you get that picture. Of course I do, because it's my it's one of my favorite scenes of the series. He's just so his hair content. is all wet. It looks like they're like escaping Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> they're like wet in this jungle climate and Stop. it's awesome sorry for that guys i know your headphones probably just blew out from my lap <laughs> but it, it like he's just so he's happy. happy yeah such good acting by john and jenna oh my god so kevin walks into the ice room now where michael was getting changed earlier yes he's got six numbers one more would have been a full phone number <laughs> and he puts he Puts He's talking about how his shoes were his a good conversation boxes. starter. He was on the dance floor all night. But his, his feet, dogs are barking. So he puts his feet in the community ice chest, <laughs> and he says the sweat is so thick on his feet, he, his feet aren't even cold. <laughs> and as he's talking, the camera pans, and we see Michael and Pam's mom sneak into a room. <laughs> and I, I feel like this is another thing that they do so often. It's just like somebody's doing something and then the camera turns and catches two people going in, into a room or something. Yep. I feel like they should just get another crutch <laughs> to show those moments. Like actually follow those people or something. Like I feel like that's a, eh. a production crutch. But that's me. So what would you give this one, Bear? I gave this one a 4.5. Oof, I Jesus. tear up every single time I watch this. 
Jim and Pam on the boat. I laughed. I cried. Everybody had time to shine. I thought it was great. Andy was a lot with his fucking Only scrotum. Only in the first two minutes, though. But he wasn't terribly obnoxious. No, I gave this a three. Even. Wow. Because, I mean, honestly, this was a 22-minute episode. The first four minutes were just rehashes of the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And four of the last five minutes were people dancing to a bad and music. And Jim and Pam finally getting married. Yeah, but like I said, your mileage may vary. For me, it was marred by the way that they decided to yeah. film it and edit it. And like I loved everything it. in between was okay. I loved it. But I, it's finally over. <laughs> they're married. They're together. They're going to have a baby. It's over. But... Yeah, because life stops this after is you something, get married. No, but I'm saying, like, the whole... Saga. Like, now it's, like, not will they, won't they. Yeah. Now it's will they get divorced. Aww. <laughs> but, like like I said, this was a moment that deserved to shine on its own. Because, honestly, aside from Michael's shenanigans, the whole show has been based around Jim and Pam. Yeah. And I feel like it was a disservice to the characters that they didn't get a moment to themselves that it was... like. We, we talk about how Michael can ruin scenes sometimes because he's too much. This was a moment where the entire office ruined what could have been a more powerful moment than... Like, you would have been you would have broken down in tears just talking about this if they did it the other way, I think. Mm. I think you'd be like, oh my god. Maybe. Oh, I mean, your your maybe. lip would have quivered. You would have had a seal, single solitary tear coming down like the, the when people would litter in the 70s. Oh my god. <laughs> but um, overall, I was... Like I said, the beginning and end just didn't do... Like, there was nothing in the beginning, and the end was your mileage may vary. Everything else in the middle is fine. I did not like how they didn't do the beginning. Like, that that, yeah, that was, was just a weird. disservice to the entire... It was just a weird thing. It was a disservice to the two-part episode. Well, it could have been one of those things, because we talked about where sometimes they film, like, too much... So they make it into two episodes like they did with um, the lecture circuit one. Maybe they're like, well, we we don't have 44 minutes, but we have 40 minutes of material. Yeah. So we could just do a rehash or something since it was a cliffhanger. Yeah. But, um, so 4.5 and a 3. I just didn't understand why they went so far back. Like, why go to the yeah, Michael it was like and half, the twins? Yeah, it was like halfway. <laughs> like, that was weird. Like, yeah. Michael, Dwight, and the twins. Like, if they started at the party... Okay, yeah. I just show that. like Pam having to drive Andy. Or something. Yeah, I can understand that, but to go all the way back to the twins yeah. is just weird for me. So overall, but, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think listeners may fall in the middle. They may file fall higher. I don't know this because yeah. this. Sh- I feel like this should have been a more touchstone milestone episode. Like Jim and Pam are getting it. married. I love it. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, Kevin, before I jump into episode six oh, you're of gonna Mafia, make, gonna make me do it. Why don't you put us over? All right. Hey, everybody, we have a social media presence. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bro Sis Podcast. As you like, I said that like a robot. Yep. Uh, and you can email us if you don't if you don't feel comfortable going on Twitter. You can email us at brothersisterrewatch at gmail That's all one word. You know, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, whatever you got. We'd love to hear it. We'll read it on the air if you'd prefer. You know, we can answer it in real time, uh, you know, audio, mm-hmm. audio style. Uh, you know, just we like to post funny things and retweet and do all kinds of shit on Twitter. We will follow back. We are whores for the follow back. <laughs> so, you know, come find us. Come talk to us. Come interact with us. We love interaction. True that. Hey. All right, guys. Anything else before I jump in? Find us on the Jenny Position. <laughs> that is the Jenny Position podcast feed where you can find us as well as Geek and Sassy, Freak Out Drive-In, Talk and Pop, Journey Through Infinity, and more. Uh, it's good material, good people. Just go give them a listen too because uh, I know a lot of people have a lot of time here in Corona yeah. World. Uh, we got more time to burn, so listen to more podcasts. Be entertained, be informed, whatever you have. Uh, it's a lot of fun, so go check them out. All right, guys, now we're jumping in. Season 6, Episode 6, Mafia. So our cold open is a conference room meeting where Michael is reviewing. He has a little uh, posted board that says fundamentals, and mentals is underlined. (laughs) And he says, you know, blah, 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 you have to be mental not to enjoy it. And Toby goes... There's, there's fun. It's in the word, <laughs> It's Michael. in the word. Fun. And he, like, already is standing up walking on. Michael's like, get out. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy is like, 
Or sorry, I was reading my other. No, no, you're fine. But um, Michael. Oh yeah, Michael is talking about the basics of selling. There's the handshake, the small talk. What's some small talk? And Andy says, "Oh, the stock market, golf, Dave Matthews Band." (laughs) Fuck Dave Matthews. Yeah, sorry, not a fan. The only one time I ever liked Dave Matthews. Crash. No, no, not even his music. It was, okay, so... Oh, when they dumped the shit over in England? No, but that's a good point. Oh, okay. They dumped shit on human beings in they a boat. They did. But, okay, so I was, uh, we go to Yankee games every summer. Yes. And oftentimes we'll take, like, the bus trips where you get the, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, what do they call it, the tailgate, and you get booze and everything. Yeah. They're the best. So they play, like, movies on the bus, right? So the one time they played an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, my God. Uh, just go with it with Jennifer Aniston. Okay. When they get like, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Her and her kids pretend to be his ex-wife and oh, yeah, because he's dating the bikini model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I remember from the fucking previews is like he's on a bridge and somebody says something. And he goes, "What you say?" <laughs> he did it in like the classic Sandler voice. Yeah. But like the movie's not that bad. Oh, okay. But in it, it um, Jen, um, Nicole Kidman is in it as like. Jennifer Aniston's, like, old high school friend who's, okay. like, rich and judges her and stuff like that. But she's married to Dave Matthews, who, play, <laughs> who plays a deeply closeted man Shut who up. comes out at the end of the movie. Oh and my it's God. and it's like um because like the first time I watched it, I'm like who the fuck is that guy I'm like I don't I don't because usually Sandler gets his friends and that I'm like yeah. I don't recognize him huh. and then like after the second time I'm like that's fucking Dave Matthews <laughs> and he's like hilarious in it and it like blew my mind like your music still sucks dude I fucking hate Dave Matthews but like him in that movie was actually pretty fun that's amazing all right so anyway uh, then Creed goes small things peas <laughs> ball bearings dimes and Michael's like what no. <laughs> So then Meredith said dime. <laughs> I died. So then Meredith goes, uh, the weekend. And Michael's like, yeah, 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 the weekend. Come on up here. Meredith, what did you do this weekend? She goes, well, I caught my kid taking a dump in the upper part of the toilet. He calls it an umper decker. And he's like, get, go, go away, go away. Real thing. Oh my god. Is it really? Yeah, you never heard an upper decker? No, not since this show. Oh yeah, an upper decker's a real thing. That's, um. I would fucking that was, murder. That was always, um. Like when you're okay, so when you're like a middle school boy, yeah, you know how you find things that are funny that you don't find funny later in life; they're more disgusting. I guess so, I'm not a middle school boy, but yeah. No, okay, well, you had friends. Yeah, you know, like the one guy. Hey yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Continue <laughs> he's, with he's your story, guy. middle school. So boy. anyway, um, so the upper decker was in a group of things like the Cleveland Steamer. Tallahassee log flume. Those ring any bells? I've heard of the Cleveland yeah, steamer. I've never of, heard of a Tallahassee. They're acts of sexual flume. deviancy well, that yeah. are given kicky names. But for some reason, upper decker was always part of that. Really? I swear to God. Maybe yeah. it's the fecal matter part. Yeah, of it? I think it's just the the scatological. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, but like you know, rusty trombone. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to put stop to this? We can continue <laughs> with the actual episode. All right. So then, um, Michael's like, God, what you guys don't know about business, I could write a book. And Ryan's like, so do it then, as he's like on his phone Again, texting. acting like an asshole. Yeah, he's yeah. like, do it, write a book about business then. Do it, you bitch. So then Michael is like on a, a recorder and he's like, Michael Scott, uh, book of business, one billion sold, more than the Bible, probably. <laughs> and he stalls on chapter one. <laughs> he doesn't know what to talk about. He has no idea. He's like, chapter one. And that's it. Yep. That's cold open. So then we see a man waiting on the couch outside by Aaron's desk. Should be noted who this actor is. Who's the actor, Kevin? I don't know his name. However, you will know him as the bad guy from Dumb and Dumber. <gasps> oh my god, it is! <laughs> yes, who ta- who uh, Lloyd gives the rat poison to by Holy mistake. Holy shit! What's the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> and he's always like, shut up! Holy shit, The big you're beefy right. guy, yeah. The sriracha. Yeah. Holy fuck. That's him. So anyway, everybody's kind of like giving him the side eye and he's just like smiling at them like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael walks in and Aaron's like, oh, this is Michael Scott, the one you should talk to. And Michael's like, oh, give me a second. And he's basically just like, what the fuck, Aaron? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I have, an ex- I have a busy morning. She goes, well, it just says creative time from <laughs> 9 to 12. And he goes, well, cancel my afternoon. She goes, your afternoon just says free play. And he goes... <laughs> Oh, push free play to tomorrow. <laughs> like, he's such a busy man. So we find out that this man's name is Mr. Grotti. Angelo Grotti. Angelo Grotti. And he's pitching insurance. Business insurance. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Michael just kind of is listening to him in the conference room, and he says, the most insulting thing for a salesman is a great salesman is to listen to a bad salesman. (laughs) So then we see over in accounting, Kevin's not there, and the phone is ringing. So then we look, and we see Kevin is in Jim's office. He, since Jim is on his honeymoon, <laughs> Kevin has been using his office to fart in. But one day he just didn't leave, and now he just hangs out in there. And there's a montage of him attempting to do sit-ups, swirling <laughs> on the chair. Yeah. He brought his jar of M and M's in there, and his nameplate, and his nameplate. And he said, you know, one day he just stayed, and now it feels more like home than his real home. His real <laughs> home sucks. <laughs> So now Andy and Dwight are watching Michael and Angelo Grotti in the conference room, Mm -hmm. and they think that he's a mobster. And Dwight even says, his his southern Southern Italian heritage raises some flags. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So Grotti, as they're walking out of the conference room, he's like, yeah, you never know what could happen. You could have a fire in your warehouse. A truck could go off the side of the road. But as he's leaving, he knocks over the coat rack, and like for whatever reason, this commotion causes everybody yeah, to get Oscar, out like, of their Oscar jumps desk. up, like, "What's going on?" Yeah, and go over and look, and he's probably embarrassed, and so he tries to play it off, like, "See, folks, what an unpredictable world we live in!" Ha ha ha. Dwight and Andy immediately ask Michael if he was threatened. He says no, and um. They say, like, oh, mobsters. And he goes, there are no such things as monsters. (laughs) And uh, they go over and they're like, he drives an SUV. And Oscar, of course, trying to be the reasonable one, is like, I drive an SUV. Does that mean I'm in the mob? And That's when Dwight says, well, he seems like a mobster. And he says, all mobs. Then Michael's like, no, I think he's just a salesman, like an insurance salesman. And they go, all mobsters have a front. Sometimes it's selling insurance. Sometimes it's waste management or sanitation. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Do you want to take that one? No, Dan? I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> Let's just say that the office researchers did their job. Yes. So we'll not touch that one no, any I'm not going to touch it. There's but rumors. My face, my face was very shooketh <laughs> yeah. when I uh, first watched this and I connected some things. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, they really did that. Yeah. The they really well, went I mean, there. that is a common... Uh, like with the New York mob and that stuff yeah. like that. Although yeah. when you're in Scranton and talking about the mob, they sent up some red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I just put wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so uh, Michael is not buying into it at first, but then like they start to convince him, like, okay, it's real. So then Oscar is saying, like, listen, without Pam and Jim, the common sense balance in this office is very bad. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous times, and he goes. Plus, Toby's been checked out since June. <laughs> and then we got a talking head of Toby, and he just goes, Oscar thinks I'm checked out, huh? Huh. <laughs> totally. Like, just totally. He doesn't, he doesn't say no, that's not true. He's oh. just like, huh. I think he's on to something. Yeah. So now Michael asks Ryan for advice, since he lived in New York City. And Mike and Ryan explains, well, there's not so much the mob. It's more families. The five families. Yeah. And so they're like, what was his last name? And he says, Grotti. And they go, and everybody's yeah. like, oh, that's so close to Gotti. John Gotti. And Oscar's like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, why would he change his name? Like, it makes it sound less intimidating. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Dwight turns around and goes, R is the most menacing of sounds. That's why it's called murder and not muck duck. <laughs> muck duck, young man. <laughs> it was so stupid. I had to rewind it. Muck duck. <laughs> So now Michael is just getting more and more confused. Oscar calls Jim for help. And he's like, hey, Jim, um, uh, I-, I just need to know how, he, like, he explains the situation. He thinks he's getting taken uh, advantage of from the mob. How do you normally handle this situation? He's like, Oscar, we're on our honeymoon. Don't bother us. And he hangs up <laughs> yeah, that, on him, basically. That's the long and short of it. So now Andy, Michael, and Dwight, um... Grotty had followed up with Michael via email, and they're reading way too far into it. Like, oh, I hope you'll take this opportunity. And they're like, oh my god, he's gonna try to do something. He's gonna to burn you. down the warehouse. Yeah, like bullshit stuff. So now they're like, and Michael's like, listen, I'm gonna freak out. I'm just gonna call the cops. <laughs> Andy unplugs his phone, yeah. and he's like, if you snitch, you're gonna get a dead horse head in your bed. <laughs> And even Dwight was like, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> Dwight's like talking to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. He's like, 
And he's like, I think you just need to buy the insurance, Michael. And Dwight's like, no, once you give them a taste of cat food, they'll come back for the whole cat. Yeah, he tells him to stand up to the bully. Yeah, invite him to lunch somewhere he can't be openly violent. (laughs) Be strong and intimidate him back. So now we're at lunch. They arrive in two separate cars. Andy's dressed in a jumpsuit like a mechanic with a name Pat on the tag. He's got a tire iron. Yeah, which he says my tire thingy. (laughs) Um, And they go to lunch. And well, Dwight points out Andy's still wearing loafers. Loafers, yeah. And he's like, Jesus Christ, Andy. That's so awesome. So now they go in. They're sitting at this table. Oh, do you realize, because Andy's also wearing a hat with his mechanics gear. Do you know what hat it was? Mm-mm. Big red Cornell. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a Cornell hat. A, a mechanic from that. Cornell is hilarious. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So now they go in and, of course, like... Michael's like, get that thing off the table. Yeah. And he's like, well, I can't hit him with it if, if, I, if it's not on the table. Mm. So he's going to cover it up with napkins. Dwight comes back, says the bathroom is cleaned except for a roach mattel, and dumps it on the table. Do, do you know what that's a reference to? Yeah, from The Godfather yes. when they hid the gun in the toilet. Yeah. Motherfucker, you think I, just, I don't know my I'm Godfather. I'm just saying maybe listeners didn't see The Godfather. I'm just double checking. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite movies. Is it really? It is. Do you like part two more? I like part two, but I I don't think it's got the same magic as the first one. See, I I think they're different movies. They are, but like they're both good in their own right. Mm-hmm. But I I am still pref- like partial. I wish to they the kept Clemenza for the second one. It didn't have yeah. Frankie Pant Frankie Pantangeli's cool. Yeah, but like I wish they kept Clemenza for that role because that guy is fucking killer, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, keep, you know, take the guns, keep the cannoli, or yeah. fucking all that, you know. Leave the gun. Take the gun. Yeah, I can't believe I butchered that. Our father would be so embarrassed. He will be when he listens to this. (laughs) Yeah, please. (laughs) But, uh, so anyway, Mr. Grotty shows up, and he's like, you're sitting here, this half booth, half table thing, doesn't know what it is? No, no, no. Waitress, we're sitting over here. After they dumped a fucking roach on the table. Speaking of our father. (laughs) The way this guy comes in. You never sit with your back to the door. The way this guy comes in and just owns the fucking restaurant is so great. Well, the half booth? Fuck no. (laughs) So great. So now... Um, that he, like, they're all just immediately intimidated because he came in, like, so commanding. Like oh, yeah. he said, he came in like he owned the place. But even the waitress is like, that's fine. <laughs> so now Kevin is still in Not- Jim's office. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, Jim gets a call. So, of course, he answers the call in Jim's <laughs> office. And it's Capital One, their theft and fraud, um, area. Asking, you know, can we have your address? Can we have your social security number? He reads his address off a piece of mail in Jim's office, and apparently the last four digits of his social yeah, they were are on, on a piece of mail? They were on something there that he read, yeah. Yo, Jim, you're fucking up. <laughs> yeah, Why is the shit out on She's his desk? on his desk when he's not going to be there for a week. <laughs> Hilarious. So now the, the credit card company is like, all right, you're obviously not in San Juan, Puerto Rico. We'll go ahead and put a freeze on that card and get you a new one right away. And Kevin's just like, no, maybe we should let the the robbers use the card some more. <laughs> and they're like, ha very funny, Mr. Halpert. And he knows he fucked up. Oh, like, yeah. He just looks at the camera like, <gasps> no. So now we're at lunch and they're ordering. Now Grotty, again, a very commanding, uh, I almost said young man, (laughs) man, he's like, I'd like the linguine with the sauce, sauce on the side. If the sauce comes on top, I send it back. Garlic bread, toasted, not burnt. If it's burnt, I send it back. (laughs) And Michael gets so nervous, he's like, oh, the gabagool. Gabagool. And I I don't know what that's in reference to. It's just like gibberish that people, like... You remember that one Family Guy when Peter's like says he speaks Italian? You just go agabagool, gigabagabagasamanucci. Like you just like make noises almost to move your hands around. Like it's exactly like you were kind of go oh god. Yeah. Like that's what it is. It's just like gibberish that sounds Italian. God. And the waitress is like, sir, what is that? And him, Dwight, and Andy are just like the gabagool, and they put these accents on it, and you're just like, oh god, oh god, oh god. And then Michael's like, I'll just have the spaghetti. With a side salad, dressing on the side. Or, with dressing. If the salad comes on top, I send it back. <laughs> it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm trying to fit it. Yep. I, I can be intimidating, too. <laughs> so now, Oscar and Kevin. Uh, Oscar's like, dude, that constitutes as, like, identity theft. Like, mm-hmm. what did you do? 
And he's like, you could go to jail for that. And Kevin's like, I'm not like you, Oscar. I wouldn't last in jail. <laughs> and he goes, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> he goes, you don't know about jail? You go back to this. <laughs> you would love it there. <laughs> you would love oh jail. Oh my god. And of course, Oscar's like, what the hell? Like, he's just like, what the fuck, Kevin? Everybody's talking about me getting probed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Michael a few weeks ago with right? the uh, colonoscopy. <laughs> god. So now, Michael, and we're back at lunch. Michael's trying to back out. Grotti keeps the sales pitch up, and a woman approaches the table asking for Andy's help as a mechanic. And Michael at first is like, we're eating our salads. And he's like, no, let the lady, the dame in distress, like, help her with her car. He's a mechanic. I think he can handle it. Andy fucks that lady's car up. Yeah, he the jumper cables are attached to the wrong thing inappropriately. To the wrong thing, the wrong car first. <laughs> yeah. Everything wrong. And you just see sparks fly. And he's like, you got a spark tube out. Um, I only work on motorcycles. My guy's great, though. <laughs> that line killed me. Oh, <laughs> I work exclusively on motorcycles. So now we're back in there, and Grotty is trying to get Michael to sign a letter of intent. Andy is trying to use a very bad metaphor um, to just explain why he shouldn't sign it, because he's like, I had an Italian sports car. Italian sports yeah. car! Yeah, he throws that out there. And there was, I, you know, it kept on asking for oil, but I wouldn't give it oil. And it exploded and killed everyone. <laughs> and he's just like, you're a mechanic. Why would you not put oil in your car? And he goes, that was before I had my technical training. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael just gives in and he signs it. And as they're leaving, they're like, Michael, why would you sign that? And he goes, oh, please, it's about the cost of a cup of coffee an hour. <laughs> yeah, a cup of coffee every hour. God. A ca- cup of cup coffee. A cup of coffee a every cup hour. A cup of coffee. A cup of coffee. What are you, from Bastion? Bastion. Hey, oh, we like our Dunkin' Donuts. You, you, get, you, do- you get the munchkins in there with a Bastion cream. Mm, Boston cream is good, though. I am an eclair guy. It's basically the same thing, just in a no, different but shape. But it's bigger, so you get more. More bang for your buck. Mm, I don't know if that's true. I think it is. But anyway, so now Michael asks for Oscar's advice. And Oscar's like, just call and cancel it. Like, Be a man. Be a man, Hulk. Yeah. Oh, shit. I skipped over something. Sorry, Oh, guys. the phone call. Yeah. Michael calls Jim to yeah. try to get out of it. And he says, Michael's like, we're on, or Jim goes, we're on a catamaran. Like, how did you even find us? <laughs> he goes, oh, I told the hotel that, uh... Your dad had a massive coronary because you said he had heart problems. (laughs) The fuck? So he asked Jim for advice, and Jim's like, oh, yeah, you know what you need to do? Just, and then then you're free. He just cuts out. And he pretends to break up. And Michael's like, no, Jim, I missed what I'm supposed to do. Say it again. And he breaks up again. And then at the end, he's just like, I, I, I. Bermuda Triangle, please don't call again. (laughs) (laughs) Bermuda Triangle killed me. Remember when you were a kid and you worried about that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We were never on a plane until we were in our 20s, but we were worried about the Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) When we were kids, like, like we worried about things like quicksand and the Bermuda Triangle and shit like that. Yeah, no, that's The ozone layer, you don't hear much about that anymore. What? The ozone layer? No, seriously, when I was a kid, that was a thing. Like, when we'd go to school, like, do you remember weekly readers and that? Yeah. Like, I swear to God, every science class, they talked about the ozone layer. After 9-11, I don't think I heard the term ozone layer for, like, ten years. Oh, I was going to say, because all the... No, it's coming back. Yeah, Yeah. it's coming back now. But, like, there was, like... I just think of Rocco when they're, like... The ozone is in horrible condition. <laughs> oh, the spring cleaning stuff? Yeah. No, but seriously, for like 15 years of my life, I think I don't think I heard the word ozone. Like, yeah. it just disappeared. Nobody talked about it, and then it became a thing again. Yeah. But... You're right. You're what, right. what are we talking about again? <laughs> uh, so Michael asked Oscar for advice, and he says just to call and cancel it. And he goes, I really can't afford it. And then he goes... Oscar, what's the deal with this cash for clunkers? Yeah. Which, Kevin, for our younger audience, do you want to explain what that, clash, cash for clunkers was? That was a uh, government initiative back in like 2009-10 where people could trade in the old cars for cash. Mm-hmm. Like the government would give you a check. Uh, I thought I should have taken advantage of it at the time. <laughs> However, I did not. But um, I don't know anybody, to be honest, I don't know anybody who did. I think the That was one of those things that people thought would stimulate the economy. Yeah. But all it did was give people an influx of like a thousand dollars and they spent it on their rent and they were still destitute. Yeah. <laughs> so but also it was a horrible it was a horrible was, patch. The problem was that for like 
I mean, for us, like, we bought our first cars oh, for yeah. a couple hundred bucks. Like, they weren't BMWs here. But when you come like, from a family with five siblings, your parents are not buying you cars. Yeah, no, no, no. Unless no. they're millionaires, it's yeah. not happening. We were, we're just your typical but, middle class family. So we got jobs when we were, like, 14. hell, we got jobs when we, we were younger because we did a paper route and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got jobs doing retail and stuff like yeah. that. You were a waitress for a bit. Bus. Bus girl. Bus girl, I'm sorry. You weren't good enough, enough for the waitress. I wasn't old enough to be a waitress because yeah. they served alcohol there. Oh, my bad. But, but anyway. We did all those to save up money and bought, like, beaters. Yeah. Like, but the first problem cars. was then there weren't that many beaters. So people who couldn't afford car payments or didn't have the credit for car payments couldn't buy cars yeah. because they destroyed all the clunkers. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was a, kind of a... Classic it, It's a good up. idea, but it was a fuck-up at the same time. Well, they say the best, you know, best good intentions... Yes. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, exactly. So. Like when I had that 90, 1991 Toyota Privia, the kind that had the, it was a minivan that I had remember. the engine under the driver's remember seat. Remember what you named it? Arlene. Arlene, That yeah. was my girl. <laughs> but guess what? Everybody told me, oh, you're never going to sell that thing. I sold it for more than I bought it you for. Did? You turned a because profit on Because it was that? around that time where there oh, were no good, like there were no reliable cars. So the people who lost their jobs in the recession... All the older cars that they could afford were destroyed, so you were able to turn a profit on Arlene. Yep. That's, that's business, my friend. Right? <laughs> that's hilarious. That's amazing. That's hilarious that somebody put up money for that fucking piece oh, of shit. And the funny part was my husband's band at the time, I had a bumper sticker with it on the back of the van, and the person that bought it was, ended up being like their neighbor caddy corner across their house <laughs> Promote. so he's like yeah i see your van there all the time and my parents still think you have it so they think they're like why is mary parked across the street <laughs> the band van i yep. like that but uh so yeah cash for clunkers for yeah. our younger viewers but anyway um dwight and andy they're like michael's like he's broke he's living in fear he has a dead-end job and and he's like, yeah, but you can't blame all of that on the insurance policy. That was there beforehand. He's <laughs> yeah. like, not the living in fear, though. That's new. <laughs> so they hatch a plan to make Michael think that Grotty <laughs> is not in the mafia. Just a pushy salesman so that Michael will stand up to him. Yeah, he'll have the balls to stand up to him yep. without fear of reprisal. Exactly. So now Michael calls Grotty, and he acts like a douchebag to this guy. He's like, oh, I'm just doing your paperwork. And he's like, is that supposed to make me happy? <laughs> well, and when he when he calls, too, the guy answers. He goes, Grotty. He goes, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be so intimidating. And he's just, like, he basically tells him, like, he threatened him into buying an insurance policy that, um, and then he calls him a jerk and that he sucks and he <laughs> hangs up on him. And Grotty is just like, Michael, maybe when we all calm down, like, you know, we can reevaluate and maybe I'll have something that you do want at the time. And Michael just hangs up on him. <laughs> like, such a douche. Oh, total. So now Dwight and Andy say, like, yo... You just told off the mob. We fooled you. And Michael's like, he looks, for a second he looks worried, but yeah. then he's like proud of himself. Yeah, he's like, I should be mad at you guys, but, but I'm, I'm not. not. So now we're out in the office, and Michael's telling the office the story of him <laughs> eye to eye with Grotty, telling him that if him and his goons ever come around again, he'll put him in the lake. Like, bullshit. It's and like C-3PO telling the story to the Ewoks. <laughs> They're all like (laughs) So now um he's acting tough and he's just like I said that or something like that and Andy and Dwight are like Yep, that's how it happened. (laughs) Oh my god. Such sycophants. So then Michael's like, Aaron, coffee and she goes and he goes, Not from the kitchen, from the stop and shop. If it's not stop and shop, I send it back. Large. If it's a medium, I send it back. And she's like, how do you return coffee? <laughs> so now, Ke- we're in the ending shot. Kevin calls Pam. She's obviously very frustrated. Oh, she's pregnant off. in Puerto Rico. Her And all this shit just Their credit cards have been canceled. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, our credit card's been canceled, and everybody up there needs to stop calling so we can deal with that. And Kevin just goes, okay, Pam? She goes, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Make sure to tell Jim I said hi. <laughs> and she goes, I will make that my top priority, Kevin. <laughs> Click. And that's the end. That is it. What'd you give this one, dude? 3.8. I gave it a 3.2. Oh, uh, bummer. I thought it was funny, but I felt like it was almost more of like a filler episode. I See, this one... I didn't like Andy in it. 
I think that's Andy was, was a little much, but Dwight was good. Michael was good. The mm-hmm. guy who played Grotty was yeah. awesome. He was fantastic. Honestly, I enjoyed it more right now rehashing yeah. it than I did when I first watched it. And the the thing is more because like the way this is filmed with like the multi camera, yeah. and all that. No, no studio audience of that. This episode, the hijinks in it reminded me of like an, a classic sitcom, where like. People would come in at the right time, and like <laughs> shenanigans would ensue. Yeah. Like this one was like almost like an episode of Frasier in a way. <laughs> like I just like I just loved it. I thought it worked really well. It was like it wasn't knee slapping or yeah. anything like that. Oscar but, says I checked out, huh? And <laughs> yeah, and like the one thing I like is like Oscar saying like this these people are insane. They're crazy. Yeah. Um, but even though the last episode he was or one of them, he was one of the crazy he was a people. Douche. Um, but. I think one thing that I liked is that, how do I put this? N- not that Jim and Pam weren't there. I think it's good to have them on their honeymoon. And like the people bothering them reminds you like, oh, they're part in that. Yeah. They're part in that. The Kevin stuff was funny. But I just like the fact that it could stand alone. Like it didn't have a broader narrative. It was one of those standalone episodes that you could just yeah. put on and watch and laugh at. And they took Michael's, for once, Michael, Michael's preconceived. No, well, no, but. His, you know how he's kind of has oh, prejudice, yeah, yeah, yeah. prejudices, we'll say, or preconceived notions yes. about certain ethnicities. Usually, he's condescending about it, which is yeah. actually really fucking um, bad. Annoying. Very yeah. bad. Um, this is one where he's like in fear. Yeah, <laughs> he's afraid of the stereotype that he's presented that but he's made up in his own head. He didn't think anything like that. No, because yeah, he was it like was naive. Dwight and it was Andy. Dwight and Andy who put it in his head. Yeah, and then he ran with it. Where he's oh. like, he watched way too many mafia movies, yep. so now any Italian American is a fucking mafioso. Ugh. But like, that was like a different take because usually when he does it, it's like. Try my gookie gookie. Yeah. yeah. Like he pushes it to the point where you're like you would punch him. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, that's fucking offensive. But like this was one where he was like running scared. Yeah. And the guy who presents himself, like I said, he kind of reminded me of our dad. Because <laughs> he like commands it and everything. Yeah. And no, we're not an Italian either. No, we are not. <laughs> that's the funny part. But um I don't know, it was just like I, I've talked about recent episodes how I feel like they're reheating ideas. This was like an idea that they've done before with Michael's prejudices. But they turned it around and did something different with it, which yeah. is nice. It's appreciative. It's new spin on things. It keeps it fresh. Yeah. So I, I think this one I liked a lot more than previous episodes because it tried to do something different. It's fresh. Yeah, I like that. So 3.8. Nice. You want to talk about anything else? No, man. That's all I got, dude. All right. So as we're closing up here, what do we got next week? Next week we have season six, episode seven, The Lover. No idea. And episode eight, Koi Pond. That sounds weird. <laughs> All right. Well, these are going to be first for me. I'm going to be popping my Koi Pond cherry. But, uh, so, before we go, guys, don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to email us and get in touch that way, you can get, get a hold of us. I can't even speak. At brotherssisterrewatch at gmail.com. We would be happy to hear from you and uh, hear any feedback. Heck also, yeah. listen to us. Uh, subscribe. Share us. So, please share us. Help our show grow, please. <laughs> We want to go. We're on 50. Yeah, this is our 50th episode. Make it worth it, everybody. Share this one. It's a momentous time. <laughs> and also, ch- uh, ch- you know, subscribe to the Jenny Position. Listen to all the other podcasts that you can find there. It's all good stuff. You'll enjoy it. You'll thank us later. Yeah, you will. So please, uh, just share the show. Listen. Tell everybody. And uh, we would greatly appreciate that. We already greatly appreciate the sharing everyone has done for us. Even more would be preferred. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for your support so far. Let's do another 50. Oh, yeah. Not of this show, though. Not of this show. (laughs) No, we're going to wrap this up and do something else. But until then, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks, guys.